You're listening to Comedy Central. The big story that's had everybody talking from social media to the morning news has been Bubba Wallace, NASCAR, and the noose. Now, if you missed the story, here's how it all went down. Bubba Wallace, the only black NASCAR driver, has been promoting the Black Lives Matter movement and pushing NASCAR to ban the Confederate flag from its races. NASCAR agreed, and Bubba Wallace immediately faced a huge firestorm from people who felt like he was blocking their Southern heritage and racism. Then, a week after the flag was banned from the races, one of Wallace's crew members found a noose hanging in the garage where Wallace's car was parked. And so immediately, everybody was on edge, especially black people. I mean, it's a noose. A noose is is like the N-word of ropes. In fact, I don't even like saying the word moose because it's too close to noose. I just call it a Canadian cow. So anyway, after the noose was found, NASCAR called in the FBI to investigate if this was indeed a hate crime. And last night, the FBI announced their findings. The FBI has determined that NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace was not the target of a hate crime. Investigators say the noose found in his garage had been there since last October, months before Wallace was assigned that stall. According to NASCAR, the rope was used to pull the garage door closed. Wallace, the sport's only black top circuit driver, says he doesn't care how long it's been there. It's still a noose. What an emotional roller coaster. It turns out there was a noose in the garage, but it wasn't left there as a message to Baba Wallace. It was used to close a garage door. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm just relieved. I'm relieved. Because for a story involving a noose, this is the best possible outcome. It wasn't a hate crime against Baba Wallace, and it wasn't a hoax like Jussie Smollett. Because the country didn't need any of that right now, right? I mean, we've already got police brutality videos going viral every day, protests in the streets, and on top of all of that, there's a pandemic that you think has gone away, and then it comes back with a vengeance like a virus John Wick. Now, I know there's someone out there who's probably just as relieved as I am, and that's my good friend, Roy Wood Jr. What up, Roy? Yeah, what's up, man? What's going on? For once, the FBI delivered some good news. Good news? You must have lost your goddamn mind. Ain't no good news involving a noose. No, but come on. I, I don't mean like good, like Santa Claus is in town. I mean like relatively good news. You know, like from where the story started, this ending is good news. Nah, man. A noose is never good news. That's like finding a turd in your kitchen. Like you see a turd in the kitchen. You don't care why it's there or how long the turd, who put the turd here? No. It's a turd in your kitchen and you ain't happy about it and you want that shit gone. Yeah, but, okay, but Roy, Apparently, there's an innocent explanation for this, right? They say that the rope was just used to close the garage door. Like, they tied the end of it like a noose. And that don't freak you out? First off, who's using a noose to close a garage door? That's like building a campfire, but you shape your campfire in the form of a cross. You can't think of a less racist way to roast marshmallows? And, and, and why that not? Why, why a noose knot? Of all the knots that we got, we got, you got, you got, you got, uh, you got a slip knot, you got a clove hitch, you got a talk line hitch, you got an alpine butterfly, but they chose a noose. A noose, bruh. Wow, Roy, you, you know a lot about knots. I was in the Boy Scouts, bruh. 
Birmingham, Alabama, Troop 415, Sixth Avenue Baptist Church, dishonorably discharged for eating all the fundraiser popcorn. But that's another story. Okay, look, I, like, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Like, it's pretty messed up to use a noose as the pull for your garage. And, and, and it's backwards as hell. You're telling me they still closing garages by hand? NASCAR makes billions of dollars. You're telling me they can't afford no damn clicker? Bruh, you can purchase and install a garage door opener for $300. Hell, my Uncle Derek could knock it out for $150. He over in Memphis just hit him up. And then on top of that, that's, that's how you know, that's how you know, Trevor, that NASCAR doesn't have enough black people in their sport. You just got a noose just, just dangling and nobody, nobody saw it. Nobody, hey, man, grab the murder rope and shut this garage real quick. Nobody? Nobody seen nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie, Roy. You make some really good points. So, okay, th- so then how do, you, how do you respond to people who are saying that black people are just being too sensitive? Yeah, you kind of need to be sensitive when you've had a target on your back for the last 400 years. That's why I, my head on the swivel at all times, man. I can't afford to let my guard down. Little kids come up on my porch for Halloween. Yeah, they might be kids dressed as ghosts. Or they could be really short members of the KKK. I ain't giving no Snickers bar to the Klan. Get your ass off my porch. All right, Roy, so then, like, what do you say? Where do we go from here? Well, first off, Trevor, everybody needs to learn how to tie a different knot. Google that shit. Go figure that out. Secondly, NASCAR needs to give all their garages the old noose check once over before every race. We wouldn't want any more misunderstandings. Hey, man. Speaking some truth there, Roy Wood Jr. Thank you so much for checking in, my dude. I hope you don't find any turds in your kitchen. I don't even know what that meant. You ain't never found a turd in your... Whatever, man. The COVID-19 pandemic. The virus that's somehow been to more parts of America than Guy Fieri. Back in March, when we first realized how serious it was, a lot of people were like, damn, this might not be over until, like, the summer. Well, summer's here, and it turns out corona might just be getting started. Across the country, states are shattering coronavirus records with nearly 35,000 cases yesterday in the U.S., the highest one-day total in two months. Today in Florida, a record 5,500 new cases, while California has seen a 29% jump in hospitalizations in just two weeks. And in Texas, the governor's sounding the alarm. Houston's Texas Medical Center reports 97% of the area's current ICU beds are filled nearly three out of 10 with COVID patients. Texas Children's Hospital is admitting adults to free up beds for COVID patients. Oh Lord, it's happening again. Just as New York's numbers started going down, the rest of the country is seeing an explosion in cases and hospitalizations. In fact, in places like Houston, Texas, it is getting so bad that they're even sending adults to the children's hospital which is awful. These people are seriously sick. They should not be at a hospital where all the doctors are children. What? That's not what a children's hospital, oh. And I'm not shocked this is happening. I mean, because let's be honest, much of America has treated the coronavirus the same way we treat our bodies in the winter, yeah? We're always like, yeah, I know it's not looking good right now, but when the summer comes, I promise you everything's gonna be in shape. And then the summer came and things were still not looking good. And people are like, yeah, screw it. I'm still going to the beach. So coronavirus records are being broken every day across America. In fact, right now, basically the only place where cases are actually declining is in the original epicenter of the outbreak in the Northeast, which is why New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut 
just announced that anyone who is entering the state will have to quarantine for two weeks. Now, that's gonna be almost impossible to actually enforce. But the good news is, it already takes two weeks just to get through the Lincoln Tunnel into New York, so <laughs> it kinda takes care of itself. In fact, things are looking so bad for the US that Europe is considering a ban of all US citizens until they can figure out what the hell is going on. And I see where Europe is coming from because we can't deny that the United States is doing a particularly bad job compared to other countries. I mean, look at this chart, right? Cases in all those other places are going down while America went down for a little bit and then shot back up. So I guess congratulations on flattening the curve. The question is though, why is the US doing so badly? Well, while many Americans are wearing masks and socially distancing and following the advice of health experts, one thing you cannot overlook is that there are also many other Americans who are just really, really, um, well, you know, you, you, you judge for yourself. At a commissioner's meeting in Florida's Palm Beach County, anger erupted after a unanimous vote to make masks mandatory. Th this turned downright ugly. Here, here was the scene. And ma'am, as a doctor, I really have many question marks about your degrees and what you really know. And I'm sorry, ma'am, but I don't think that you are worthy of your credentials. And I would ask suggestively that you go back to school and get educated. And they want to throw God's wonderful breathing system out the door. You're all turning your backs on it. You literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people. And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Six feet, like I said before, is military protocol. You're trying to get the people to train them so when the, the cameras, the 5G comes out, what? They're, they're, gonna, they're gonna scan everybody. We gotta get scanned. We gotta get temperatured. Yes, it appears America isn't just dealing with a deadly strain of coronavirus. It's also dealing with a deadly strain of stupidity. If wearing masks killed people, there would be no doctors, no dentists, and no hockey goalies. Every hockey game would end with a score of 1,000 to 980. Why are we even arguing with these idiots? And this just shows you how destructive social media has been. I mean, you have random people berating qualified health professionals because of some conspiracy theory that they probably came across on their Facebook feed. You can't trust Facebook for medical advice. It isn't run by a doctor. It isn't even run by a human. And this is why everyone should stick to Instagram. The worst thing you'll end up doing is getting a butt lift and buying lots of plants. I mean, sure, your body will be out of proportion and your home will look like a forest, but at least you'll still believe in science. I mean, do these people listen to themselves? Just think for a moment, you guys think every government and every health expert around the world is involved in some giant conspiracy to oppress everyone on earth, but they don't have the power to block that one video on YouTube that exposes the real truth. With this fake health crisis, we will enslave all of humanity. <laughs> but what about those YouTube videos? Does anyone know how to code? <laughs> now, look, having people who believe crazy conspiracy theories and ignore facts, that's nothing new. What is new is that now one of those people lives in the White House. Did anybody see my speech the other night on Saturday night? Yeah. 
So, what I said the other night, there's never been anything where they have so many names. I could give you 19 or 20 names for that, right? It's got all different names. Wuhan. Got Wuhan was catching on. Coronavirus, right? Kung flu, yeah. Kung flu. COVID, COVID-19, COVID. I say, what's the 19? COVID-19, some people can't explain what the 19. Give me the COVID-19. I said, that's an odd name. Yes. How will we ever know why the disease discovered in 2019 has 19 in its name? It's probably the same idiots who came up with the name Madden 20. I mean, there's way more than 20 football players. It makes no sense. So on the one hand, we have scientists searching for a vaccine sequencing genomes, and generally busting their ass on an unprecedented effort to understand and defeat this pandemic. On the other hand, we're six months into this thing, and the guy in charge of the response is still trying to figure out the name of the virus. Give me two more months, guys. I think I can crack it. I think the one and the nine goes together. It makes 10 times two is 2020. That's why it's happening now. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you might want to upgrade to Zoom Premium, because we're gonna be talking in those little boxes for a while. As the corona lockdowns have stretched into month four, can you believe it? Month four. Many people in America cannot wait to get back to work. And there's one American who can't wait to get away from work, which is why after weeks of buildup, Donald Juneteenth Trump held a campaign rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma his first rally since the coronavirus shutdowns. But like most of Trump's sentences, it didn't exactly go as planned. This morning, sources close to the White House say President Trump is furious that his much-hyped campaign reboot went bust. His Saturday night rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, drawing a much smaller than expected crowd. The president had boasted that a million people requested tickets, and he promised to fill the 19,000-seat arena. But the Tulsa Fire Marshal tells NBC News that 6,200 people showed up, leaving rows of empty seats. Outside the VOK Center, these workers took down the overflow stage early. The president had planned to address the crowd there, but no crowd materialized. Oh, poor Trump. For somebody who was born into wealth and never suffered a single consequence for his actions, this dude just cannot catch a break. Because nothing is more humiliating than when you throw a party and most of the guests don't show up. I still remember when that happened for my 12th birthday. Oh, really? All of your grandmas died on the same weekend? <laughs> I find that very unlikely. So, why was turnout for Trump's rally so low? Well, the Trump administration claims it's because protesters blocked the entrance, which, like most things the Trump campaign says, is not true. The most likely explanation for all of those empty seats in that arena is that as much as some people love Trump, they also love not dying from coronavirus. Oh, and there's another thing that might have thrown off Trump's numbers at the arena, and it has to do with K-pop. It turns out the Trump campaign might have been trolled by teenagers, TikTok users, and Korean pop music fans. Before the Tulsa rally, these tech-savvy groups mobilized to reserve tickets for an event that they had no intention of attending. Oh, my God, 
I just registered for Trump's rally and I'm so excited to not go. While it's unlikely they were solely responsible for this low turnout, their antics may have inflated the campaign's expectations for attendance numbers. Clearly not everybody showed up in, in Tulsa. Maybe people heard the huge numbers and said they didn't want to go through the hassle of the crowds. <laughs> God damn, that is hilarious. Getting foiled by a bunch of meddling kids. I mean, that means Trump is basically a Scooby-Doo villain now. Although at least Scooby-Doo villains wear masks. And I'm proud of these teens. I mean, think about it. In 2020, TikTok went from being an app where you learn dances to, hey guys, this is how we abolish the police and take down the president. Now, Trump was reportedly really unhappy when he looked out and saw the empty seats. But you know what? The people who were there were pumped up to see their guy again. Because remember, a week ago, when Trump used two hands to take a sip of water? Well, just look at how excited this crowd was when he managed to drink a glass of water with only one. They said, you couldn't lift your hand up to your mouth with water. I was speaking for a long time. I didn't want to drink it, but I wanted to wet my lips a little bit. Do we have a little glass of water? Where the hell did this water come from? Right. Where did it come from? I'm proud to live in a country where the president can drink water with just one hand sometimes. It feels like the longer the Trump presidency goes, the more confusing it's gonna be for kids studying American history in the future. So Lincoln was hailed for freeing the slaves and Kennedy was lauded for putting a man on the moon and Trump got cheers for drinking water? Did they mean inventing water? Is this textbook right? Now, there is a lot going on in the country that President Trump could have talked about at his rally. Could have talked about Black Lives Matter, the coronavirus pandemic, but the topic that he devoted the most time to, nine full minutes, in fact, was how people made fun of the way he walked down a ramp last week. Last week, they called me and they say, sir, West Point, West Point, we're ready. I, I was on the stage for hours, hours. Son, I came home, I had a nice tan. He said, sir, we can now leave the stage. I said, great, General, let's go, I'll follow you. And he goes like Because I'm wearing leather bottom shoes, which is good if you're walking on flat surfaces. It's not good for ramps. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. I said, General, there's no way I can make it down that ramp without falling on my ass, General. Now I have a choice. I can stay up there for another couple of hours and wait till I'm rescued. Or I can go down this really steep, really, 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 it's an ice skating rink, it's brutal. The first thing I did, I looked at his shoes. Then I looked at mine. So what happens very, very is I start the journey inch by inch, right? So I took these little steps, I ran down the last 10. And by the way, their tape, take a look, in almost every instance. It ends just before I run. I've never seen Trump that defensive before. He spent so much time on this story that now I'm more suspicious than I was. Like before I thought, yeah, maybe Trump has some trouble walking down ramps, but now I'm not even sure that he has feet. It's also wild how Trump will talk for hours about walking down a ramp. But if you ask him about racism in America, he's like, someone's looking into it, we're gonna look into it, let's move on. So anyway, 
Trump tried to put on a brave face and give the crowd a show. He told crazy stories. He called COVID-19 the Kung flu. And one of the craziest parts of the rally is that he even admitted that he's told his people to slow down coronavirus testing so that the numbers wouldn't look as bad, which is something we used to have to assume he was doing. And now he's just telling us. So I guess, thanks for the honesty. But when it was all said and done, it was clear that all of those empty seats really took a toll on Trump. This video, you see the president arriving back at the White House after that event, looking a little dejected. Looked like he felt defeated as he was walking out of Marine One. The fact that we're seeing him with his tie undone, that crumpled MAGA hat in his hand. It tells you that he wasn't able to, to basically put a happy face on something that for him was just an enormous disappointment. Man, I have never seen a person get out of a helicopter looking that sad. He looks like he's walking home after a wedding where he got stood up at the altar, but still had to party because everything was non-refundable. <laughs> I mean, cheer up, Donald. You've got plenty of reasons to be happy. The borders are closed, Barr is firing prosecutors, and no one's seen Fauci in weeks. Come on, just take a double shot of hydroxy and get back in it, Mr. President. Because honestly, it's weird to see Trump display emotion. It's actually uncomfortable. You know, it's like watching Mr. Potato Head get a boner. I don't know how to feel. But I think this experience was the first time Trump actually felt the full weight and severity of the coronavirus pandemic. And what finally got to him wasn't the 122,000 lives lost in America, but instead the 12,800 empty seats in an arena. Every day, we are still seeing changes in response to the Black Lives Matter protests that exploded all over the US a month ago. Police departments are being scrutinized and even changed. Companies are looking at their lack of diversity and racist statues are falling harder than Mike Pence boarding a plane. And in Rhode Island, they're taking steps to make their official state name a lot less problematic. Rhode Island's official name could soon exclude a portion with ties to slavery. The official name of Rhode Island is Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. The state's governor signed an executive order to remove Providence Plantations from citations, state websites, and state employee pay stubs. We can't ignore the image conjured by the word plantations. We can't ignore how painful that is for Black Rhode Islanders to see that and have to see that as part of their state's name. All right, America's just weird because I didn't even know that Rhode Island's official full name was Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Do all the states have problematic full names that we've just never heard about? Like, is it actually the Republic of California and Japanese internment camps? Or Alaska, too new for slavery, but kind of wish we had a shot at it. Is Maine's full name Gucci Maine? As you may know, June is Pride Month. And right now, we wanna highlight charities that are making a difference for LGBTQ people of color, like the National Black Justice Coalition, which advocates for federal policies that fights against racism and homophobia. Now, if you wanna help them, and you can, then please donate whatever you can. And if you'd like to support specifically here in New York, and you wanna support the LGBTQ community, then what you can do is donate to the Audrey Lord Project. They help communities of color fight for their rights and organize for change. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. 
follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.